amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. show across the entire globe. Today is Monday, February 3rd, 2020, and I'm your host, Shishi O'Donnell, coming to you live from Los Angeles, California. I am a life, love, and relationship coach, divine lifestyle consultant, and a certified angel therapy practitioner, and you are now listening to International Angels Network. We are a show that explores angels, healing, metaphysics, and other empowering topics, and we are a live call-in show. So give us a ring at 516-453-9162. That's 1-516-453-9162. You can also Skype into the show for free from anywhere around the world. You'll see a Skype icon on the Blog Talk website while we're live on the air. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you want to speak with me or, or have any questions or would like a free mini reading. And then we will be in the queue. So um, today is uh, the day after the big exciting palindrome, the, the 02022020, which apparently comes along once every 900 years. And um, it's been a long January. You know, it felt like an eternity from January 1st to now or, you know, February 1st. So there have been a lot of crazy things going on in the world. You know, we talked about the the dawning of the new earth and the and the birthing of the golden age. And here is how we're kicking it off with a lot of crazy stuff happening all over the world. I'm laughing, but I'm crying. But so much going on from the, you know, fires in Australia to all the earthquakes and volcanoes and um, earth changes happening and all the, then we have the coronavirus. And I made them, it's such a um, kind of a tricky balancing act to uh, have awareness of what's happening and not, and I'm not even bringing up the impeachment and Donald Trump and all that exciting government stuff, but how do we have awareness of what's happening in the world? And, you know, we want to have compassion to send love to those people who are suffering and, um, 
if we, if it's something that we can personally do something about, like if we happen to be nearby or have funds to give to some of these causes that can help humanitarian efforts or <clears throat> anything like that, it's great to do that. Um, but I find that having that balancing act of investigating and finding out um, and being aware of and sending love versus getting caught up in kind of being an empath and feeling the weight of the world and all the tragedies and the sadness and the fear and uncertainty and crazy energy that's happening in the world. And um, I, I unfortunately got into um, researching the coronavirus and one of my friends had sent me this kind of video that was of these nurses and doctors that were actually on the front lines. And this was about a week ago. Um, and it, it really did scare me. I actually felt my vibration lower and I felt fear grip my heart. And it was, it was sort of like a horror movie actually, you know, and they haven't put basically China is not letting things go out. The Chinese government obviously doesn't want it to look how bad it really is because they don't want, I mean, the stock market is already shut down because everyone was trading everything out and they're losing all their value because it's like this, all of a sudden this total place with cooties and it's not safe to go there. No one can visit there. So they kept under reporting to my knowledge, granted I wasn't there and I don't know everything, but from what I've seen, the behind the scenes thing, it is way worse than it's being reported and a lot more deaths are being caused by this than, are, than is being reported. And there was a video, there are some people who are trying to get information, the true information out, but it's very much on lockdown by the government. They don't have freedom of press and freedom of internet or social media or anything. But I watched this 20-minute video about all the, um, it was basically several ones with different, but basically in emergency rooms, showing, you know, five patients dead on the floor and the rest going into hysterics and the doctors and nurses not work, you know, having to work around the clock and, um, that in that video, that, that was like six or seven days ago I watched that, they had estimated 100,000 people had already um, been come down with the coronavirus, and many of them were dying, and they were just leaving them in the street. There's so much fear around catching it. So I don't know what's going to shake down, but what, that reading that, hearing about that, I, I felt my heart just like really go into extreme fear and also empathy, fear, picking up on the fear that's happening in that entire country and in the world. So even though the, what we're seeing on CNN and our news sources doesn't even sound as extreme as that, whatever it is, I'm picking up on it. So I had to really get to a place of understanding that, number one, we can't really fight what is. Number two, there's, and remembering and reminding myself of this, there is really no such thing as death that the one thing that we know in the law of you know, thermodynamics is energy cannot be created nor destroyed. It only changes form. And knowing that you can't die before your time, so I had to kind of come around to all this awareness and getting back with that to calm myself down, to understand that if there are souls that are transitioning, that their soul had a contract to leave at that time. There can't be anything happening other than what is grand organized design or God is, you could say, letting this happen or it's happening by design or what have you, but there is a balancing taking place. 
So um, the last thing we as lightworkers need to do and people of faith is to fall into fear. We need to keep our faith. We need to have the compassion for people who are suffering and going through fear, but also to understand they are divine beings and not to be pitying in that way, you know, sending love without, you know, feeling there's, this is a tragedy and it should not be happening. You know, there, to a certain extent, we don't have control over things in the world. What we do have control of is our own state of inner peace. And, you know, you've heard the phrase, be the change you wish to see in the world. How are we in our lives focusing on and creating the new earth, which is a world that does care about everyone in the world that works for everyone, and it is peace, love, abundance, harmony, and creativity, and getting paid for your gifts and freedom and feeling good? And how much of your life reflects this? And are you believing it? And are you doing it? And are you acting it? Are you following your intuition? Are you doing your your um, spiritual practice of connecting with God, the divine, every day, and listening to the stirrings of the guidance of your higher self and God in your life. And if so, you need to know that you will always have the information you need when you need it, no matter what emergencies are happening, earthquakes, earth changes, anything. In that moment, if you're connected, you will know what to do. And if you're meant to cross over, you'll cross over. There's no sense worrying about it before it happens. Knowing that that's, you know, if there is a way to not have that happen, you'll be given that information. And if it is, it's, death is really not meant to be that big of a deal. We see it as, as this lifetime is the one and only lifetime, but our souls have been around for eternity. And it's not the end of the world to, to if, you, if you're being called to transition, but you're going to probably have some inkling. And if you, if we did all know the day and hour of our death, you know, I don't think that would be good. The, the idea is just to live as if every day was your last and express love to every single person in your life as if it was your last. And, you know, if you can go to bed at night knowing if I were to leave this earth tonight, did I express and say everything that I could have? Did I heal everything? Did I forgive everyone? Did I have completion conversations with everyone? that I possibly could have. And that's really creating peace on earth and inner peace. And that ripple effect is definitely felt. And, and so, so that's something that occurred to me in this, in the wake of all these tragedies, quote unquote, you know, it, it looks like the end times, you know, many people are experiencing hell on earth at this moment. So it is very important to be actively creating heaven on earth with your intentions and your focus and building the new earth with what how are you contributing to this beautiful new earth are you being it now are you living as though you're in the new earth with unity consciousness of showing up as love every day to all your brothers and sisters or all the people that you meet are you truly living from a state of faith and love or are you in a state of fear and making choices from fear Yesterday, I went to an interesting um, talk by Teal Swan. It was my friend Alex's birthday, and that she really loves that person, so she wanted me to go with her. So we went downtown to the Globe Theater, and there's 500 people there. And this speaker, Teal Swan, I don't know if you've heard of her. You can Google her. I had seen about four or five of her videos before that, and I always resonated with 
what she was teaching seemed to have a lot of clarity. I mean, she's very young and she's kind of a glamour puss. She's just looks fabulous. She has a sparkly dress on. I mean, she has a very interesting vibe. I don't think I've ever seen anyone quite like her, but um, people would come up one by one. She would like tune in and look out on the audience and, The um, first thing she did was say to get in groups of five and I want you to go around the group and find what you find, um, find things that are similar in each other. And it was so interesting because a lot of people went to this event by themselves and we were in a group of five people and one person I knew, which was Alex, and there were three people I didn't know. So within about 10 minutes, we had all found all these things. Well, first we were finding out what we didn't have in common, and then we were finding out what we did have in common. And I was like the secretary. One person in the group was supposed to keep track of what you had in common that were similar, not just the shallow things like we all have brown hair or blonde hair or whatever, but deeper things. So in my group was a woman. So at first glance, we're just a bunch of people who don't know each other. Then we share a little bit, and I find out the woman next to me is a year younger than me, has five children. She's from the Philippines. She has, um, what else did she say? Oh, she she served two years in the military. And, <laughs> I mean, it was just so funny how many things we didn't have in common and how many things we did have in common. And then there was a gentleman who had been homeschooled and he had never gone to a regular school. He never had any of those you know, vaccines or anything. He, like, was raised in a bubble, like, in Oregon. And then a guy from Germany who just moved here, and he was into character study and acting. And we were all so, so different. Oh, and there was a girl named Trinity. She was so cute. She said, my mom is a hydrophont, and my dad is a troll. And at first we were like, what do you mean by that? And she said, like, because she had a grandma and, like, three mothers, and she was she considers them to be one dragon with three heads, and that her dad is like a real, he's really into gems and he has a really explosive temper and all this stuff. It was so funny. She was such a great storyteller. And she had three um, psychology degrees and her, and her PhD and this little tiny pixie girl. So I'm just saying this because Teal wanted us, to, this event was called synchronization. So she wanted the audience to connect with each other first to find out similarities and differences and to realize that we were one body in the audience. And that we were all, we were like a bunch of individualized aspects of the whole acting as, um, you know, playing the role of individuals, but that we would she would read us as, as kind of like a whole body and speak to that as the theme. And it was really interesting what the theme she ended up discussing was. It all came down mostly to self worth and knowing your own worth and not being insecure about your worth. So it was really fascinating because. In situations like that, you know, 500 people you don't know, to have, I think there were six people that actually she got to work with, and each one took around an hour. So she calls them on stage and asks questions, like they get to ask her a question, and then she helps them get clarity. But it's so funny how, of course, every single person who went up there, in some way, I could relate to, because she was talking about our unity, that we all are connected. Even if it's not at first glance apparent, there's something similar themes that humans go through. So the first guy was like a 25-year-old, so adorable, and he was nervous wreck, and he's like, I've been, I visualized this for so long, I've been watching all your videos in the middle of the night, and da-da-da-da, I haven't left the house in like a week, and, uh, you know, this is my first time out of the house, and 
but he basically said that he went to college and went to a very expensive art school and he got a job at this company and he hated work so much every single day he went and he did it because his family told him you have to be responsible and he'd go in the bathroom stall and cry every lunch and come back out and work and so finally after five years of doing that he got the courage to quit to become a freelancer but he had so much trouble doing that that he now <laughs> had just reapplied to that same job he hated. So, so Teal was talking to him and basically said, you know, what it, why are you, you know that it's a no because you're, it, you're sad, you're crying, you hate it, and yet you're still doing it. So he had to break down the reasons and what, what we uncovered after a while. Um, but I saw a lot of similarities because for 10 years in downtown Chicago, I did jobs I Hated with a capital H. It was like it's sort of like stabbing yourself in the heart every day. And I was for the same reason. I was telling myself this is a responsible thing. This is what I have to do. I don't like it, but I have to do it to pay my bills, pay my rent. And I don't really have another choice. Like I didn't believe one could make a living being an everyday Earth Angel at that time. That was before my spiritual awakening. But I was suffering, and it, it made me cry tune into his suffering and remember my own suffering at the time, which was really traumatic in retrospect, throwing myself under the bus for 10 full years, kind of believing that fear-based programming, that the only way to make a living is you have to play the game and do these hard jobs that you don't resonate with. And, you know, it wasn't the truth, but, and also being married to someone that was kind of like the wrong person and talking myself into it and staying for eight and a half years instead of leaving a lot earlier, all because of fear fear and not believing in myself and that was the same situation with him uh, at the end with him what she really uncovered was that other people's approval to him meant more to him than him his own personal happiness and he saw the fallacy of that and then underneath that he realized he's terrified of people and so his main thing was not because even though he, he may get approval from people for doing what he was quote-unquote supposed to do he was never fully himself with them, and he had a lot of fear of connecting. And she talked about how the main desire of humans is for connection. So at the end, he ended up crying and had this huge realization that he has been betraying himself and that it's all because he's scared of people. And so many people in the audience wanted to be his friend. He's like, he basically said, I have no real friends. You know, I have, like, I have a very tight-knit community of like five people. And, but they didn't really know who he was because he was, like, always trying to please people. So he was never being his authentic self. So all these people ran up to him afterward and, like, gave him a group hug and they exchanged numbers. And all of a sudden now he has friends. And it was very moving. I know I'm kind of encapsulating it quickly. Then there was another girl who was from England. And I guess she had been going through a lot of struggles with depression and personal, you know, healing issues. And she finally found Buddhism, Tibetan Buddhism, the hardcore one. And she was doing all the chanting and praying every day. And she had like a teacher, um, Tibetan um, priests and nuns, not monks, sorry, not priests, Tibetan monks and this particular Tibetan nun who was like her coach. So every time, you know, they were taught that we're in a world of suffering and that the only answer is transcendent and you should be transcending it through um, – you know, meditation and, you know, the practice of the chanting, you transcend the feelings. And so she was doing that for two years and she kept hitting a wall. She would feel all this bliss for a while and then she would go fall back into really deep depression. And Teal basically told her that that's because she has been compartmentalizing herself and she's keeping a part of herself, her physical part, like she left her whole uh, 
human reality behind and dove full head on into this spiritual practice, but it was like an escape. It was escaping life. And she was rejecting being in a physical body, you know, and in the Buddhism, it's wrong to have desires. So Teal talked about that desire and wanting things. It's impossible for humans to not want because even if we, you know, even not wanting desire is you wanting to not want. And that that's the evolutionary impulse of the universe is um, this consciousness of expansion, which is built on the wanting. So to stop making yourself wrong for wanting, that's how expansion happened and how things evolve and how things happen in the world. And uh, to recognize that you are in a desire, you're going to be in a relationship with desire and wanting from now on. And um, it, it just kind of shifted everything for that girl. And she said, because you've been really pushing away your relationship with your physical body, and the physical world, I would suggest the opposite, where you start embracing your physical body, the physical world, and um, go the opposite direction and reintegrate that part of yourself. So she was really happy with that. Then another girl got up there and said, I feel so guilty because I'm so jealous of rich people. <laughs> and I totally related to this. Like I feel I've, I often have felt envious. Like how come some people have it so easy? They have rich parents. They can go wherever they want. They don't even have to work. They can just go on, uh, you know, they can just go on travels and, you know, get a car just given to them. And so she was born to, I think she's from Romania, but her parents got divorced. And one side of the family was really wealthy, so she saw her, all her cousins be given everything. And the other side of her family was <clears throat> very poor. Um, and so she was always, like, jealous of her cousins. And her mother was shaming her for that, saying it's so ugly that you are jealous of them, it's so wrong. So what um, Teal helped her to see was like, it's not bad for you to have envy. That envy is just basically that you want something, but you think you can't have it. And that she, the real question was, why do you think you can't have money yourself? And then so a lot was uncovered under that, is that there's a part of her that felt she couldn't make money and... And she just basically talked her down off that belief system by saying, well, tell me how your day is. Like you say, it's very important to you and you'd like to have wealth, but what is your, what do you do on a regular day? So she was like, I get up at 7 a.m., make breakfast, I go to work, take a lunch break, eat lunch, you know, I go home, I go to the gym, and I go to bed. And so Teal is saying, like, how much of your time is spent actually um, learning about wealth and reading books about wealth and putting energy on making wealth. And she said, well, isn't my nine-to-five, you know, part of that? And she said, no. I mean, I think that's you're paying your bills. You're making a living wage, but you're not increasing wealth from doing that. So it was kind of pointed out at us that the irony is <clears throat> that we are um, – we're saying that we're committed to something or we're jealous that someone else has something. Like, for example, I can give an <laughs> example myself. J-Lo, 50 years old, I mean – the halftime show, I didn't watch the Super Bowl, but I did watch the halftime show. I cannot believe her body, her figure, her energy, her looks. She's so strong. She's so disciplined. She drinks. She says she drinks tons of water, works out, and, you know, of course, is very, has a very different disciplined life, lifestyle. So if I'm saying I want to look like J-Lo, well, how do you spend your day, Shishi? Well, it's not waking up at the crack of dawn, working out for five hours, that's for sure, and eating only healthy fruits and vegetables and water. And um, 
So in other words, I might say I'm committed to that, but if my actions are not doing that, I'm not going to have that. <laughs> so I want to look kind of like Taylor, but kind of like myself. <laughs> so that's why I kind of work out and kind of drink a lot of water. Anyway, so it was interesting. And then so at the end, she just basically said for this group of, of people, the main thing that she saw was that people doubted their own self-worth and she wanted to give an example of the story of value you know that um so if someone she gave an example of a man who had who was looking for he had a farm or something and he wanted to find someone with a horse that could jump over these this fence and some guy came by with a, a car and he said well could you use this car and the and the farmer poo-pooed it, like, I don't need that Rolls-Royce. No, I'm looking for a horse. So to him, a Rolls-Royce was not valuable because he needed something a horse to jump over these fences to go, you know, on his farm. So the point is that the value of people is what they're needing. Value is kind of arbitrary based on what other people need. Your worth has nothing to do with anything or what anybody else needs. You're inherently incredibly worthy, and to understand that, and our whole job as humans is to focus on what are our main gifts, what do we have that that we do better than anyone else, and then we are basically trying to find, the, you have to find the people who need you because absolutely there are people who need what you have to give, and, and they will find you valuable if you're talking about making money, which a lot of the people had brought that up. And so um, I thought that was interesting because that's what I'm all about too is helping people realize their purpose and um, getting clarity on that. And then, of course, once you have gotten in alignment with your purpose, there is someone who wants and needs who you are, I mean, what it is that you're doing. So just to sum that up, I thought it was a very fascinating day. I wanted to share some of those insights with our listeners today. And it's not about exercise. So look at who, what is it that you have that you can do better than anyone else. One other thing I wanted to bring up that I thought was fascinating was she talked about something called enmeshment trauma. One girl said she has trouble with her mom. When she goes home, her mom uh, and her always trigger each other, and she, bring, and she feels like she's her ugliest when she's around her mom. And they feel that she feels like they're fighting all the time. And uh, how can she heal her relationship with her? And Teal said, sometimes there are people, like you can't be in a relationship by yourself. It takes two people to be in a relationship. And she said, there's something that sounds like what she had, which is called enmeshment trauma, which is where you have a relationship with no boundaries, where the parent refuses to see the child as an individual and it feels like suffocation. And then the child has to push the parent away and they overreact to things. And the girl was really making herself wrong, like she was a very bad person. But but Teal was saying, like, if you go and there's a wild dog, do you expect, would you be surprised if the wild dog bit you? In other words, she was saying if the mother wasn't willing to heal the relationship and be open to change, that there's really nothing she can do. That she, you, you, like the girl was coming to it like she was the problem, and that basically, um, you know, if you are not, if you're not the problem, like basically, if you think you're the problem, you think you can heal the problem, you think you can change things, but maybe she wasn't the problem, is what she was saying. And a lot of kids are are the result of active gaslighting, 
where they say, like, this girl said, my mom's amazing, she's wonderful, da 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 Then she goes, well, every time I go home, she bites my head off, and she's always criticizing my life choices and <laughs> went down this road. And she was saying that, like, that is um, – like that that is exactly what she's talking about, this enmeshment trauma. And it's so insidious because the mother is basically like, I don't see you, I don't feel you, how dare you? Like the child doesn't have any right to her own life or her own choices. Like how dare you do things differently? And it's all an extension of the ego of the parent that is trying to either live vicariously through the child or basically control them so that they look good. So, and she said, like, it's be normal to feel afraid and to feel not good because having an emotionally explosive mother that you're tiptoeing around in childhood or walking on eggshells is terrifying for a child. It's like, are you afraid of a shark when you're swimming? She was giving that example. So I thought that was interesting, too. So a lot of, a lot of food for thought, and um, sometimes people have that thing where they are they're overly entitled and they think everyone else is wrong. But then the flip side of that is the person who always is doing self-reflection, like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? When actually sometimes someone else is just being controlling and you really, the best way around it, if you still need to be in a relationship with them is just to um, validate the crap out of her. She said how to, how to get the best results is to validate her and just accept them as they are and don't expect them to change, but don't expect to be close friends either if they're not willing to look at their own um, responsibility in the relationship. So we're going to take some calls for free mini readings shortly. Listen to International Angels Network, where we explore everything metaphysical, spiritual, mystical, and more. And we take your calls for angel messages live on the air. If you're not able to join us live, you can catch the archived podcast on Apple Music, Pinterest, Potable, Player FM, CastBox, Podtail, Podchaser, Stitcher, Google Play, and now on iHeartRadio. You can also find us on YouTube Live. Go to YouTube Live, or sorry, YouTube, search International Angels Network, and just subscribe. And for every 100th subscriber, you'll be entered into a drawing for free gifts. Our online radio network has a membership program to help spiritual entrepreneurs to expand their businesses. International Angels Network offers ongoing support, coaching, and mentoring for all spiritual entrepreneurs worldwide. You can learn more or register at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash membership. We also have online certification in many metaphysical modalities. And to learn more, visit internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash certifications. Give us a ring, 516-453-9162. Make sure you press 1 on your phone keypad or Skype keypad if you'd like to speak with me uh, for a mini reading. So we're going to start to take calls now. Let's see who's on the line. So we have Julia from Florida. Are you there, Julia? Yes, I'm here. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Julia. Nice Hello. to connect with you. How can I help you? Well, um, I've been wanting to make a move, uh, relocate. Um, I live in Florida, and I want to stay in the state of Florida. I'm thinking about, okay. like, over toward the western side. A um, couple areas I'm interested in is uh, maybe Dunedin, or a little further south of Sarasota. So I wanted to see if there was any angel guidance around maybe the best place and if you pick up anything around timing. 
just kind of need a little reassurance because it's a big change for me. I I do feel moving is a good idea. So, but before you do that, you have some cords connected to your place of attachment. So to be able to free yourself up for the many options, let's just do a cord cutting. That's the first card I got for you. Cut your cords. So, so just take a deep breath and imagine yourself floating about six inches above the ground in your current home and where you're living. And we're just, um, we're going to, you know how Glinda the Good Witch floats around in that bubble? You just float mm-hmm. around in the bubble for a second. And that emotional attachment that you have and any kind of other attachment, fear-based attachment to your current place, Archangel Michael is using his sword of light and truth and cutting that attachment right now. So take a deep breath. Okay, so now you're free flying in this bubble, and I want you to think about the first location that you told me, which is what? Dunedin. Okay, so when you picture yourself living there, how do you feel in your gut? Do you feel excited? Do you feel nothing? Do you feel kind of depressed? Do you feel expanded, contracted? What's the feeling? No, I I feel okay with it. I, I don't feel like expanded or contracted, I just kind of feel like, okay. Okay, so that would tell me that that's a maybe or you're ambivalent. And that to me, I live my life when, it, when I feel that way, it's a no. For me, it's okay. got to be excited and a hell yes for me to make a choice. So the other card I got is remember who you are, which is it's your powerful, loving, creative child of God. You're very loved from Archangel Michael, and he wants you to – put the you know ball in your hands with your own ability to intuit what based on your feeling which is your vibrational guidance system what feels right to you so now i want you to picture one of the other places that you want to that is a possibility which what's another one yeah. of the possibilities sarasota so when you feel when you picture yourself living in sarasota how do you feel inside I feel like that would have like more, more like interesting things about it. More. So a little more excited when you picture Sarasota. All right, what's the other place? Um, actually, those are the two for now. Um, okay, I guess well, I've I want been you to look at some so other much. places, honey. Because you don't oh, okay. want to be doing. You don't want to make a choice from any limitations because guess what? Anything is possible. It doesn't necessarily even have to be in Florida. I know you'd like it to be, but I feel being open to something else would be great. So um, can you let your – I mean, Do you have any, like, insights around, like, you know, anything that you get? I got the card passion. Trust and follow your renewed passion in your love, life, and career. Uh, it has to come from that's confirming what I'm trying to get you to get in touch with is that if you make a choice based on a feeling of somewhat, you know, maybe, maybe this, maybe that, you're going to have a humdrum experience. If you make a decision based on total excitement and hell yeah feelings, you're going to start living with your passion. So I want you to close your eyes and I want the angels to help you right now by implanting some kind of place or a feeling or something in your mind of somewhere that you could see yourself possibly living, but you might even think it's not possible. So are there any places that are coming to mind? Not really. Not really. Not at this time, no. 
I think okay. I've just like so, overthought it for so long that I'm just kind of like. Well, definitely you're on the right track with knowing you're going to move. Now it's a matter of believing that wherever you feel guided to move, miracles can happen, a whole new network of friends, opportunities can happen wherever that is. It's like the interactive video game called life. You're opening a new door, a new chapter in life. I mean, what's coming to me are like kind of interesting places. You may have never considered them, but maybe to look into them, Panama, Costa Rica. Have you ever thought of living in either of those places? No. <laughs> That's okay. interesting, though. <laughs> so yeah. why don't you Google, well, why don't you Google about it? Um, articles, expatriates in Panama or Costa Rica. Just just look at it. Take a look at it. I feel there is a whole another a whole other type of a life available to you, and you don't have that much um, holding you back, which is kind of a blessing that you really have the ability to start over newly and you can do it. It's just going to take a little faith. And when you said you've been overthinking it, I think that's true. And the mind can only take you so far, but when you start getting faith in the heart and miracles and believing in, you know, that, but I think more than anything, you need two things, um, spread, spend time in nature, spend time outdoors because you want to connect to the earth, the vibration of the earth, and connect to, you get clear from your heads and your monkey mind outside and, and start to get your inspiration and your passion back. You want to have your life guided by the passion of your heart. Follow your heart, follow your passion, but you've been a little disconnected from them. And you don't want to make decisions that are just logical-minded because they're not going to give you the fruits that you want, which is a beautiful, inspiring, happy life, right? Right. So um, yes. I hope you come back on next week. We're going to do this next Monday, same time, same channel, and have done a little more research, and I'd love to have you come back with kind of a new inspiration and a take on things. I feel like the angels are going to help you get some clarity this week. Just put your thoughts and fears to rest and let your inner child's imagination start taking root and get excited. It's a big, amazing undertaking. It's scary to make changes, but the idea that anything is possible is something really amazing to look forward to. So do a little research. See what starts to – see if there are any synchronicities that happen. You want to start following synchronicities. Does that make sense? Yes, yes. Okay. Sounds good. I'm Thank in, you so I'm much. I'm seeing you, Julia. I'm seeing you moving, right. Julia, in the exact right time. I'm going to say around six months from now with a lot of excitement. And oh, yay. Well. Thank you. <laughs> so, all right. Wonderful. Thanks for your Thank call. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye. So we have Andrea from Virginia. Are you there, Andrea? Hello. Hello, hello. How's it going? Good, good. I'm doing great. The weather was perfect, so it was really good today. <laughs> the weather is perfect? Oh, nice. Yes, yes, it was great out here. So what can um, I help you with today, Andrea? Well, my question is, I was adopted, and I have been searching for my biological father's side, and I recently did all those DNA tests, and I believe I found what I thought was my father's side, but I'm questioning now whether they are. So do you think it is, or am I have to keep searching? Hmm.
Well, I think there is something weird about it. It doesn't feel 100% right. So that part of you that's questioning it, I I, I do agree with them. Um, but the, the main thing I want to bring up to you is that well, that's not your father anyway, <laughs> whoever that is. Yes, it's the biological father, and I understand the psychological need for that. But for you to start identifying more with your higher self and father, mother, God in heaven are your parents kind of a thing, this is one lifetime. You incarnated here. You chose the scenario that you chose. You chose to be adopted. You chose all those things for a very good reason. And I feel that your energy could be um, greater used not toward going in the past because there's no clarity to get. I mean, the bottom line was those were not the parents that were meant to be with you for a very good reason. Does that make sense? And it that does. your adopted situation your, your adopted situation was the right situation for you to become the exact you that you are right now. Whether you rebelled against or what have you, you chose those adopted parents to be your petri dish of growing up so you have certain attributes magnet I mean magnified. And then you revolt against certain parts of them so you could become the unique, amazing, powerful you you are. And so I understand the curiosity and the driven feelings, but I, I do feel like it's a fruitless search. Like, I don't think you're going to get the answer you want. So why not use all that creative energy toward making and bringing some, birthing something new from your heart and soul? Like, shift the focus to who you are and why you're here and, actually, and basically fulfilling your life purpose. The cards I got for you are employment change. So your career yeah, path is leading true. you. Yeah, your career path is guiding you, leading you in a higher direction with positive changes to support your dreams, priorities, passions, and life purpose. Trust these changes will help you to release the old and welcome the new. You're being supported each step of the way. Deservingness, you are a beloved child of God like everyone else. You deserve to receive the support that will allow you to focus on your divine life purpose. Even if you don't yet recognize your lovable qualities, trust that God and the angels can see how amazing you truly are. And I think as you, like, I think part of the adoptive parent thing has affected your level of deservingness. Like on some deep level, you felt maybe you weren't deserving of how could your parents abandon you or, or what have you. But your parents are father, mother, God in heaven. You're, they love you. You're so deserving of every good thing. And the last card I got is words of abundance. So it says you have the ability to instantly manifest abundance by choosing powerfully positive words. Always describe your own and the world's economic situation in loving and optimistic terms, for that is what you would, and that is what you will attract for yourself and others. So those three cards, do they make kind of sense? Yes, as a matter of fact, I can't stand my job. I have an interview coming up. I have an interview tomorrow. I um, so yes, yes, that does make sense. Employment change, employment change. I love it. So, so you're, they're, you're they're right there. That's yes, very important. You're right you. with that. And do you sometimes um, speak of yourself not having enough money or the world being messed up money-wise and have trouble with receiving abundance uh, or no, feeling you deserve I, I money? No, not really, not really. But um, I think I'm gonna my my what's what's the other words you said? What was a different career path or a different Deser- something? Uh, yeah, employment change. Other than that, with something else, because I auditioned for a TV show. I don't know if I ever told you this or before that I've talked to you before, but oh. I, I auditioned for a TV show. So by the end of February, I should hear a, a yay, you know, a yay or nay. So 
maybe that's the other challenge. That's wonderful. Well, I hope you deserve it. So let's have it. You understand you deserve that and even more good, but you never find yourself saying, I don't, I don't, I can't afford this. No, you don't find, you know, oh, you okay. No. All right. Then maybe that cards for something else. Maybe it's about well, abundance. Y- yes. I mean, yes abundance. No, I'm a little more of a, I'm a little more of a budget now because of my financial thing because I'd rather have a, a better job. But if I really, truly ah, want it, okay. I just buy it. Okay. Well, on some level, whatever that lack consciousness is, you might not see it right now, but that came up for you for a reason to when you describe your own life, feel you have abundance, see abundance, know that you're worthy of every good thing. And I'm excited for your job change. I think that's going to be really important. Yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, you deserve you deserve it. All right. Well, I that I do. That, that I do. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Nice talking to you. Okay. Many blessings. Oh, bye bye. Okay. Bye. So we have Sarah from Pennsylvania. Are there? Are you there, Sarah? Yes. Hello. I'm here. Hi, Sarah. Nice to hello, talk to you. How, are how you? can I help you? Yeah, I wanted to ask a specific question concerning um, career. I'm currently happily employed um, in a great company, and I love my job very much. Um, Okay. Great atmosphere. And I wanted to see what you're picking up as far as any uh, promotions um, coming up for me at this company. Okay. Okay, cool. We got, um, it is safe for you to receive and the power of prayer. So I do feel a good feeling about um, a promotion, being worthy of a promotion. The more you allow yourself to receive, the more resources that you have available to share with others. Open your arms to receive and to be a conduit for good coming to you and through you as it blesses the world. So the tricky part is not to be attached to it and think of it with fear, like what if I don't get it, but just be like, be the vibration of the promotion. Be the person who already has that job. And I want you to repeat after me as you put your hands up in the air, be open to receiving and repeat after me. I accept good. I accept good. Can you do it with a teeny bit more enthusiasm? (laughs) I'm sorry. I was far away. Yes, I I accept good. Money. Money. Love. Love. Success. Success. And this new promotion. And this new promotion. That comes to me with ease and grace. That comes to me with ease and grace. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. Thank you, thank you, thank you in advance. And so it is. And so you're going to walk into that job. Tomorrow, I mean, you're gonna, you already are a light. You know, you already are a positive light. But if you are stepping into the future before it's even happened, you will magnetize that to you. So you be that person who already got the promotion. You be just, they're showing me, like, the bountiful goddess that gives, gives, gives. You have an infinite supply of answers to solve every problem, of resources, of brilliance, of kindness, of, I feel like you're a great bridge like you help your great communicator and help people communicate and get along and that's an incredibly valuable resource so you know i would just use your affirmative power of prayer and be thanking in advance um and we're going to just lift it up this whole thing to the angels and ask that they help you to draw this uh, reality into your life and so it is and so it shall be amen 
So in advance, Sarah, I congratulate you on your promotion. <laughs> Thank you. And give us, a call, give us a call back and let us know how it went. All right. Thank you. Okay. Have a great night. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you. We have Rosemary from New Jersey. Are you there, Rosemary? Hello. Hi. How can I help you, Rosemary? How are you? I just wanted to confirm. Yeah. I had a two, How are you? Uh, two unblocked phone number, uh, calls coming in today. I was wondering if it was a friend that was trying to get a hold of me after I called them last Saturday. That I was waiting for so responding every day. You're wondering if one of those blocked calls was the friend trying to call you. Right. Let's see. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, I did pull I did pull the twin flame card. So that's interesting. The answer to your question involves a spiritually based romantic relationship. And then I pulled clear yourself. Ask the angels to help you release any toxic energies that you may have absorbed. So do you have a lot of kind of fear or attachment to this person contacting you? Um, no, I don't have fear. I just want the relationship to move forward, if that makes sense. So it is a romantic relationship? Um, yeah. Interested in it. Okay. So the the main thing I don't feel that that block number was that person, but um and I do think that may be a romantic soulmate and twin flame type partner. Um, but you say you don't have fear around it and I don't mean like scared, shipping in your booth. Fear can be a feeling of kind of like a sick feeling of attachment to something being that way. And if it's not that way, you kind of get a sinking feeling in your stomach. It doesn't always seem like fear, fear. You know what I'm saying? When you think of that person and things not working out, do you feel sad or how do you feel? Um, if it's not working out, um, it's fine because we're in two different countries anyway. <laughs> okay. So you don't feel um, that it's important. You don't feel attached to it working out. Is that what you're saying? Um, I do want to work it out and get back to a lot of uh, toxic people around it. It's called problems. Okay. So we're going to ask the angels to help vacuum out any of those toxic interferences or weird feelings around it so that you're left with a feeling of freedom and good vibes instead of weird vibes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay. So Archangel Michael is here with his vacuum, and he's vacuuming out your physical body, your mental body of discordant beliefs and thoughts, any uneasy feelings, any confusion, and just replacing it with a knowingness and a light. So he's pouring light back into your body and your mental body, emotional body, a light and a of faith that whether it's this person or someone else, your your twin flame exists, your love, and that you if you know that in the divine timing you two will get together. So releasing all attachment to the timing of it, how, who, what, when, where, how, and just letting go, you being you, and you know focusing on your uniqueness and sharing your gifts with the world and doing your thing, and trusting in the divine timing of the connection. That's what I feel. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. And um, 
yes. I, I think that person will be calling you back, but I don't think that's what it was today. Okay, cool. So they'll okay. call them. Thanks for yeah, cool. so take a deep breath and let it go. All right, take, have a beautiful rest of your evening, Rosemary, and thanks for your call. All right, thanks. Thank you, bye. So we have Camille from Oregon. Are you there, Camille? Yes, I am. Thank you. Hi, Camille. How can I help you? What's happening? Okay, so currently I have a tenant in my uh, renting my studio apartment and I really need to resolve the situation and um, get her out of here. Will she be able to leave my property calmly and quietly? Well, have you ever heard of the phrase, what you resist persists? Yes. So that is the case. So what we want to do, if you want her to leave with ease and um, quietly and calmly, we need to do a little energetic work. So what has happened so far? You've given her an eviction notice, and and what is the reaction? I've given her the eviction notice today, and her response is she wants to change the behavior that uh, feels me to put the eviction notice out there. And um, I said, okay, well, this person can no longer visit your property. Him and his dog cannot be here. And also... It's not going to work for me the way that you have been paying your rent. It's, it doesn't work. Mm. So okay. no response. And so, no response after that. So so she didn't say, I agree to those terms. I promise I'll pay it on time and that guy will not be here anymore? No, she did not say those things. No. Okay. So we need to do a little prayer. Okay. It's interesting. I got the card, pay yourself first. So this is about you standing up for yourself. I do agree that you saying no, those things are not acceptable, are important. Um, We need to have a little energetic work around when you see this person, this woman, imagining her doing the right thing, seeing her higher character, sending her good vibes, not these fear-based kind of negative vibes because of the past behavior. Um, would you be open to giving her another chance for one month? Or you really think you're sure that she's going to have that guy in the wall and not pay things again on time? You know, I can't police other adults. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my thing is, since you're you, I can't know that she isn't lying or something like that, I put it out there, and I said to her already, let's let February be her last month. Okay. Well, that I feel is possible. I feel she can leave by the end of February. Yes. So let's just see her finding a synchronistic opportunity to move somewhere even better that's less money that allows her to have whoever the heck she wants there and you to have your space back to yourself. Because I do believe that you have a right to have your own place, have someone that's following your rules. And But, but as far as the energy – you can have her pushed out much quicker by not sending her negative energy and by sending her positive energy, if that makes sense. Yes, it so does. So you're just seeing it, and you can put it all in writing. Thank you for hearing me. I really appreciate it. You're going to be, you know, I understand, you know, you, you, I need, you know, very, very clearly in writing, somewhat legal if you can. 
and just if you need to do a couple reminders in there, how's it going with the house search, you know, just make sure she really understands, but in a nice way, you know, I'm sorry it's not a fit, but it's just definitely not a fit. Just saying it in ways that are more neutral. Because if you have it be about her personally, she's going to keep pushing back and it's not, and it is not going to go well. That's what I feel. I feel there is a way to have her leave in a harmonious way, but you have to do your own kind of <laughs> Fancy footwork about that, if that makes sense. So thank you for your call and sending you good vibes that that goes well for you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Bye. So we have one chat room question from Joy Fun Happiness. Oh, I like your handle. I wanted to ask if you had any cool manifestation techniques to attract money, and I want to be guided to how I can get it. Yes, apparently we have to be, I'm saying we because I'm also wanting to magnetize more money. <laughs> you have to be the vibrational, um, the vibration of what you want to attract. So focusing all on all the good that you have and all the money and all the blessings and all the things that you have in your life that are amazing. Like, thank you, thank you so much. I have this bill and I can pay it. It feels so good to have money to be able to pay it. You know, when we're coming from a place of I don't have enough money, that attra- that magnetizes more of that vibration of not having enough money. When you're coming from a place of gratitude for all the good that you have, you have a, a much easier time attracting it. The other thing that I would recommend is uh, a technique I learned from the um, miracle, what was it called? I think it's called the millionaire mind, and they taught us how to have six jars or envelopes. So every time you get money, you put a certain percentage. So Google that, millionaire mind jar system. Um, Basically, every dollar you get, you put 10 cents in taxes, 10 cents in education funds. I think it's 50% in the basic living bills, and then you're a little bit in the financial freedom account. And if you start bringing a lot of attention to and appreciating and giving energy to your money because what you appreciate grows and money appreciates as you appreciate it and spend time with it and focus on it and read books about wealth, how to create wealth and money as well if you want more actual money. So that's my advice on that. So I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. I'm Shishi O'Donnell and I love empowering people through my one-on-one Divine Life Coaching Program. If you're going through a transition in life, whether with work or relationships or any other area, please give me a call for a complimentary 30-minute coaching discovery call where I can offer you solutions and support to help you to live a life that you love that's in alignment with your soul. You can text me at 323-251-1955. I also love helping people connect with their angels and guides and get peace of mind through angel readings. For more info on my readings, events, and coaching packages, please visit my website, divineguidancereadings.com, or follow or friend me on social media. I'm Shishi O'Donnell, S-H-E hyphen S-H-E O'Donnell on Facebook, Divine Guidance Readings with Angel Shishi on Facebook, Angel Shishi, it's Angel S-H-E-S-H-E on Instagram. And if you appreciate my work here and would like to support through a love donation, please do so at internationalangelsnetwork.com forward slash Shishi, S-H-E S-H-E. So I'm sending you all with uh, a lot of big hugs and love and praying that our thought editor angels can come in 
and intercept any limiting beliefs that we might be having that are blocking us from living a life we love, that we have all, or that we're letting go of all of our fear and that it's replaced with inner peace, unshakable, no matter what the circumstances and what's going on in the outer world, that you have unshakable inner peace, faith, and love for yourself and others. So it is, and so it shall be. Have a beautiful week, and we'll catch you next Monday at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific, on the International Angels Network. Every day, we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.